this episode, Andy is joined by referee Sean O'Brien and Derek from Unsanctioned Pro to discuss the state of pro wrestling under the coronavirus of 2020. Welcome to the Road Home from Wrestling. Here in my car, I feel safest of all. I can lock all my doors and this the only way live in cars. Don't forget to follow the Road Home from Wrestling podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Road Home FW, and you can follow me at Drucifer Tweets on Twitter. Thanks, and back to the show. All right, well, welcome back to the Road Home from Wrestling interview, sort of. Uh, my name's Andy. I'm coming to you live to tape from the Road Home from Wrestling World Headquarters of the world and uh i got a couple different people on tonight and what we're going to try to do is give you kind of a perspective on how this whole virus thing is affecting certain people in the world of pro wrestling uh first let's bring in sean o'brien sean how you doing man hey what's up drew how you doing brother good to see you i'm, man. I'm uh, great good to talk to you. Yes. <laughs> yeah you and derek are trying to compete for the most times on the show um, you know, I, I, so I can appreciate that. I, I, you sent me a text earlier in the week and you're like, Hey, if you're going to have Derek on soon, I think you need to have me on to make it kind of even a little bit. Wait, 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 so, hold on. Rewind. No, actually what I said was if you're going to have Stepstool and Braden on, which both of them are two of my close homies, I love both those people. And I listened to both of them. I was like, yo, if you're doing interviews while this whole, you know, BS is going on. Uh, let's let's chop it up. <laughs> That's true. It's true. I was trying to make a joke, but you want to bring nah, reality yeah. <laughs> into all this. Anyway, well, we got Sean O'Brien, the ref. We also have the owner and proprietor of Unsanctioned Pro. Uh, we have Derek. How you doing, Derek? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. And Sean, don't think that I don't know what you're up to, man. You found <laughs> out. You're like, he's going to pass me. He's going to pass me. I got to get on there. Right? Nah, for real though. Like, this is my favorite podcast. So, I mean, why wouldn't I want to be the most, you know, featured guest on this thing? So. I, I think you, you guys are all toasted by uh, Magnum CK, though, I think. And he's going to come on again here soon to plug his movie again. So, I don't know. But we'll see what happens. He, you know, um, but uh, anyway, well, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to get you guys on was just to say, hey, how you doing? I hope everybody's good and everything like that. And then also just to kind of see how this whole thing's affecting your life. Uh, Sean, um, pro wrestling means a lot to you. Uh, tell me, how has this whole virus thing affected your life? Well, um, so as far as like the, you know, the, the quote unquote shoot life, um, apparently my job is essential. So I still have to go to work every single day. Um, and, and so that's been a thing. And which I mean is is kind of I, I kind of look at it as, as it, um, it, it gets me in the house. Otherwise, you know, I would literally just be sitting in my apartment, just bored out of my mind, sleeping all the time, and just hanging out with my daughter. So it's it's kind of been I guess a blessing in disguise that I'm still working. Um, but but my uh, my shoot job we make the interior of airplanes, um, like the wood veneer. That uh, they go on the interior of like private jets, so apparently they need that essential. So, um, but yeah, but besides that, of course, um, I am pulling my hair out and missing wrestling um, because, like you said, it is very important to me. Um, you know, I try to keep myself booked practically pretty much every weekend, and I do a pretty good job of it. So, um, as soon as all of my my booking started to you know drop and all that stuff, like. Literally, like, I could just feel my happiness, like, leave my body. <laughs> and and it's it's been rough trying to get used to it, um, but I've been finding ways to, to still kind of, I guess, um, get my drug, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, it's, it does make sense, man. And, and that's, you know, I, I have to be honest. Um, it hasn't hit me like it's hit everybody else. Um, and we'll, you know, we'll get to Derek here in a second, but it's just a real quick kind of rundown of how this has affected me. Um, I've been able to, I, I'm still getting paid and I'm, uh, but I'm not at work and until like next week or something. And we'll see if that even happens. And I'm fine in my personal life. My problem is, is that it, I was a little burned out 
on doing the podcast uh, towards the past couple weeks before all this coronavirus thing happened. So, you know, it hasn't hit me yet. The whole like this thing that I love is gone, um, you know, because I've been able to watch some stuff on TV. I've been going back, reliving things. And luckily I have this awesome podcast where I can go back, you know, and relive all these fun times that I've had with my friends and stuff. So I've been doing a little bit of that. Um, Derek, how has all this affected you in your personal life? And then we're going to get into some crazy shit, what it's like to be a promoter, um, when there's a, a worldwide pandemic going on. Well, as far as like the personal life, I haven't really had many issues. Anybody who really knows me, you know, outside of wrestling knows that I already work from home. I have for years. Um, so I, I'm very fortunate on that aspect. You know, all three of us luckily, you know, aren't experiencing any income issues off of our primary work, which is nice. But right. like Sean kind of alluded to, you know, for him, it's every weekend. His quote unquote drug is getting out there and going to shows and hitting the road and roughing matches. For me, it's five, six times a year getting to put on these really crazy shows for a fan base in Columbus that doesn't normally get that much great wrestling. So it's a bummer, man. Um, we didn't lose a ton of money because of the cancellation. Some people took refunds and whatnot. So as a company, we'll be okay. But it really just bums me out that it's not going to be able to happen because one of the things I look forward to is being able to put these together for other people. Um, and not being able to do that kind of sucks. <laughs> Sean, what's an experience been like um, at Unsanctioned Pro? Or is there an experience that you've had there that, you know, you kind of feel like thankful for? You know, like uh, you almost want to walk up to Derek after the show like I do every time and say thank you. Thank you so oh, much. I, yeah, and I, and I still do uh, just because, you know, like Unsanctioned Pro is one of, if not my favorite promotion to go to, uh, it's close, but, um, it's like so many just crazy moments. Um, every show, um, I always end up getting a t-shirt and a DVD of the last show that we had. Uh, and you can ask Derek cause I always get it from Derek. So, yep. um, but just because I, I love watching unsanctioned back and, um, like I've watched this most recent show. I think I've watched Myron Reed and Trey McGee, uh, Trey Lamar from that show probably a good twenty times. <laughs> so like, um, yeah, I, I I definitely definitely was feeling it yesterday, uh, not being able to be at Unsanctioned Pro, um, especially because the show yesterday had like so much cool stuff going on on it, like uh, the debut of Logan stunt, uh, Logan. Um, little you know behind baseball, Logan was actually riding up with me, and like I like I love the stunts, like those are my my boys, that's my little brothers. Um, so like yeah, it it definitely was a bummer. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, shout out to Mama Stunt too, by the way. I hear she's not feeling very well right now, so yeah, 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 better. Definitely, uh, sending prayers to Mama Stunt because I, I definitely saw some posts and I. I'm kind of worried about that. So, cause the whole stunt family is just amazing. You know, like I've talked about it before. Me and Marco are super close. Um, and of course that led to me getting close to Logan. Um, and then just in the last few months, just, um, since, uh, I'd say the last GCW show that was in Nashville, I got super close with the stunts. Um, as far as like their parent, their, you know, mama and papa stunt and both of them are just really cool people. So, but, uh, but yeah, man, um, but well, and not just like unsanctioned, but like, uh, you know, like IWA hasn't been running, like, uh, Glory Pro has canceled all their shows. Of course, you know, I was supposed to be at WrestleMania or, I mean, I was supposed to be in Tampa with right. the WrestleMania festivities next week. Um, and so like, like, like as all that passes by <laughs> it, like it makes it worse and worse, man. <laughs> so I'm uh, with you. I'm with you. Well, you know, I, I just. For me, just to kind of give us kind of a baseline here, and then we're going to kind of see how this timeline worked for you guys. You know, mm -hmm. I was um, I was concerned with my job uh, more than anything. And what I mean is, is not having the job or being paid. We were assured uh, in writing that we would be continue to be paid and taken care of. So I was happy about that. 
I was just concerned about going because I have to go to people's homes in my job. And like one of the last places that I went was a couple weeks before, you know, like a week and a half ago. And, you know, there's like two people in the home just coughing their heads off. And I'm walking around in there and I'm thinking to myself, man, this ain't worth it. Um, you know, I have family members that could would die if they caught this thing. So, you know, I, I was just really concerned with uh, my job getting shut down. And as soon as that happened, it was like a weight lifted off my shoulders. The last uh, show that we were supposed to go to, we, we were supposed to do a double shot on like two Sundays ago or something like that for Bizarre Lucha and NWF Future Stars. And we decided uh, the Bizarre Lucha did sh show did run, but we decided it would be irresponsible to go. So we decided not to go. And that's kind of where we've been. And I've just been trying to create as much content as I can since then. Um, yeah, it took a couple days off, but now here we are trying to bust some shit out. Derek, what was this whole timeline like for you as far as like you know i mean you were supposed to you know today we are supposed to be basking in the glow of of you know the most recent unsanctioned pro show uh, meanwhile we're just kind of all talking about it from different parts of the country how you know how did this all work out for you as far as like a couple timeline steps we can get from the very beginning here uh, I'd say probably about a month ago is when I first personally started thinking like, this is getting kind of serious. I don't know if they're going to let us have a show. Um, and it's just, as we got closer, basically I'd say week by week is the easiest way to look at it. You know, at first it's like, oh, this might happen. Then it's like, yeah, it's probably going to happen. And then it's, when's it going to happen? Like, I, I literally, the day that uh, our governor announced that they were banning gatherings of 100 people or more, I had called the Athletic Commission, like, two hours prior. Because I was already kind of like, hey, uh, are you guys going to let me get a permit? And they're like, well, right now, yeah. But, you know, the governor might change that. And a couple hours later, he's on TV, and it was done. And we had already, at that point, kind of been thinking about, like, should we run or not? So, um yeah, I'd say about a month, man. You've watched it just go from very excited for a show with a with a crazy lineup that we were like, we had so much stuff planned and new debuts and people coming back and now everybody's just got to hang out at home. Yeah, I, you know, there was a couple people in particular I knew that were kind of making a debut. One was Big Cuz and Andrew Reed from uh, Northern Wrestling Federation. And I know from talking to them that they were both very excited about this. Um, Sean, what are some of the things that you were excited about that now uh, we can, you know, uh, commiserate about? Uh, you talking about as far as like at the unsanctioned, sh at the unsanctioned show? Yeah. Um, I was excited for Aaron Williams to get that MF in title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know if that was actually going to happen because obviously, you know, like I'm, I'm cool with office, but like, I don't ask those kind of questions. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, also of course, because, uh, I love that guy. I work with him on a weekly basis. Um, it was really cool to, to get to see him perform in, in front of a, just such a lively, you know, audience, like a sold out audience. Um, cause you know, cause is the man. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Aaron, of course, like I said a, a minute ago, you know, uh, Logan stunt, uh, what was it? What was, it was Logan and, uh, and, um, Lord uh, Sean, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, that match is going to be so good. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, of course, you know, my boy Shane, Shane Mercer coming back again. Uh, like, just so much that I was looking forward to. So Now, Derek, it's not just the wrestling that goes on in Unsanctioned Pro. There's all kinds of shenanigans that goes on behind the stage, in front of the stage, next to the stage, under the stage, and out in the parking <laughs> lot. Um, you know, like... <laughs> So, okay, so a couple things. I just kind of want to ask about your feelings a little bit. You have, because um, this kind of goes a little bit along like the ways that I feel, is that, you know, I, I took a couple days off from the podcasting thing. I didn't, I didn't plan anything. And then I started thinking to myself, hey, man, 
I kind of have a responsibility to these listeners that have stuck with us for 400 fucking episodes that maybe we need to try to help to entertain them a little bit and not wallow in our self delusions or whatever. So how, I mean, like, it's a bummer that we don't get to do all this cool stuff, obviously, but I mean, do you feel that responsibility to the fans of unsanctioned pro and, and how does that play out in your decision-making and, and how this all kind of went down? Yeah. I mean, like I kind of touched on earlier, one of the, the biggest upsetting parts about this is letting the fans down. Cause I enjoy putting on these shows for other people. And, you know, in the last, I'd say almost two years at this point, we've built up a fan base of people who want to do everything that social distancing is telling you not to do. <laughs> Our fans like to hang out together, drink beers in the parking lot, tailgate, just get ready for the show. Cause once everybody's in there, everybody's connected and having a blast. It, it's a great community feeling. So yeah, I mean, it, it's a giant bummer to not be able to facilitate that again. Sean, besides me, who were you looking forward to seeing the most that you don't get to see very often? <laughs> um, uh, um, dude, uh, if, if I could be completely honest with you, um, Unsanctioned Pro is a opportunity for me because, you know, it's every couple months or so. Um, it's an opportunity for me to get closer to Max Recon. Um, well, AJ, I guess, if you want to call him now. Um, because <laughs> he hates that, <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> I, I mean, I, I could go even further, but I'm not going to, <laughs> hey, I, I'm calling him Max Recon until he tells me different. So he's Max hey, Recon nah, until yeah, he tells same. me different. I literally, I, I literally call him AJ just to get on his nerves because he loves Matt. He, he takes a lot of pride in that Max Recon name. So, <laughs> um, but now, nah, yeah, it's, it's an opportunity for me to get closer with, with Max and like soak his brain. And me and him just have so like like really deep talks on the way to Ohio um, and then on the way back. Uh, so, of course, um, hanging out, soaking his brain with Max Recon, um, uh, you know, well, and Andy, actually, to be fair, I've seen you quite a bit here recently. Well, I was seeing you quite a bit. You know what I'm saying? You were popping up in some IWA shows and then I saw you at Bizarro and. You know what I mean? So I, I got to, to be getting to see you here recently quite a bit. Uh, but, of course, always seeing you is great um, and, and chopping it up with you. Um, hanging out with Derek because, you know, me and Derek are pretty close. Like uh, another inside baseball, I stayed with him, you know, last year for WrestleMania weekend. And, yes. uh, and so me and Derek, you know, got real close to that. So, like, you know, just seeing everybody. And then, of course, all the people that were supposed to be up there that – you know, I've been talking about as far as the boys go, and uh, yeah, <laughs> bummer. <laughs> what a like, what are you doing, Sean? What are you doing to kind of deal with this? Because I mean, you know, we we have we touched on it a little bit, but this giant, okay. Real quick breakdown. I mean, you know, maybe some of us are this way, maybe some of us are not, but I tend to think of it this way, is yeah. that, you know, the things you're obsessed with in your life, whether they be drugs in a negative way or, um, you know, well, I mean, like hard drugs and stuff like that, or if it's like wrestling, which is like a positive outlet, in my opinion, for, you know, this, this kind of negative force or hole that you feel inside yourself, you fill it with these things, right? Yeah. And, you know, the more good things you can fill your life with, usually the better your life is and wrestling is one of those good things what are you dumping in that hole now uh are you doing any i mean like what how are you dealing with this sean well um you know and as you were alluding to just a second ago another uh, outlet for that um uh release i guess you can say is is music um because that was what i had before i had wrestling you know we've talked about that before um and you know i whenever so before I sang and wrote R&B and did what I did in the hip hop scene over in Louisville and different stuff, um, I really wasn't doing music. I really wasn't doing anything. I really wasn't doing much to as, as, like try to accomplish my, I guess, dream jobs that I wanted to, that I, I always wanted to be, I guess, or whatever, whenever I was a child. And um, besides, like I would sing backup for um, a couple of R&B singers here in Louisville. Um, you know, besides that, I really wasn't doing a whole lot to um, further those dreams until finally one day I was like, hey, man, like, and I started asking the right questions to the right people. And I started doing my solo thing as, as an R&B artist. 
um, and all that stuff. But before that, my only release for my music once I graduated high school was um, karaoke. <laughs> and so um, from about the age of 19, I was sneaking into a couple different bars and they would call me the Tuesday night show off and different stuff. Uh, <laughs> um, from about 19 to about 22, uh, 22 is whenever I first started like going really hard on my music. I sang so much karaoke and I was, you know, known at all the little hole in the wall bars here and over, you know, over in Jeffersonville. Well, um, what's the, what's the go-to song? Uh, go-to song. Uh, I do a lot of Garth, um, uh, R. Kelly. I do some R. Kelly. Uh, if I could turn back the hands of time, that was always a panty dropper that the girls would always end up coming <laughs> up and trying to holler. So, um, but <laughs> uh, Usher, nice and slow. That was another one that I always would like to pop off. But uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I started doing my music thing, um, and you know, started going hard with that. And then literally that led to wrestling. I, I kind of had slowed down on the music because I found wrestling and, and I started going really hard with it and, you know, started making that dream happen. Um, and so that's why, like now my musical release is I'll go karaoke in every now and then whenever I have a chance to. Uh, it's a blast to go out karaoke with the boys. Um, that's actually one of the ways that me and Marco Stunt got really close was because one of the first times we went out, we went to a karaoke bar. Um, so. But yeah, like as far as that release, you know, the karaoke is how I kind of still get my musical release. <laughs> this is kind of long winded. But as far as the wrestling goes, dude, I I was so started losing bookings and, you know, bookings started to cancel. And uh, the last booking that I had was um, IWA Mid-South Battle Broads. Um, we had a show and it was man, it was depressing because, like, the attendance at the last two Battle Broad shows had been so great, and this one, you can definitely tell that, you know, what was going on in society had heard it. Um, but, yeah, besides all that, so I, at first, um, whenever I would get home from work, I would just try and watch different wrestling. Um, I was trying to keep up with, because I was like, man, this is history, this this empty arena stuff, like, you know, with WWE and AEW and, and, and how they are having all these empty arena matches. Plus, as a worker, I can watch it and study it. And, you know, um, you know, just in case I, I have to do it, you never know. And um, so I, I, was try, I, I, was, I was trying to watch those. And, dude, to be completely honest with you, it just got too depressing. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. And so I've, I've kind of slowed down watching current wrestling at the moment. And I've literally been uh, deep diving and shoot interviews. Uh, I've watched some hotspot interviews. I've been watching a lot of old IWA Mid-South, um, like old, old IWA Mid-South. Um, I've been watching uh, a lot of like stuff that has happened recently, but like not like <clears throat> not too recent to it. Because like, I, I watched that Bizarro Lucha show, mm -hmm. and even that was almost kind of depressing because I know what those crowds have been like. And, like, those crowds have been, like, you know, literally shoulder to shoulder. And that last Bizarro Lucha show, you could definitely tell that the attendance was hurt. And uh, so, I, like, I've been deep diving and watching a shit ton of wrestling. Um, um, I, As far as podcasts go, because, you know, me and you talk about this all the time. We're both big podcast people. Dude, I started listening to some of the more recent, like, episodes of podcasts. And that would get me depressed because they were talking about the same shit, you know, the yeah. the um, the uh, the coronavirus and, and how it's affecting pro wrestling. And it was just it was starting to get to me and starting to affect me. So I have deep dove down into um, I don't know if you ever listen to Lillian Garcia's podcast, but she has a really good podcast. <laughs> um, OK, I've also uh, there's, there's been a couple other podcasts that I've kind of been going back and listening to some of the stuff in the archive. But. But yeah, man, literally, I've I've just still been trying to divulge myself in wrestling and uh, in some way without being able to actually do it, and it's it's been pretty pretty rough. <laughs> I I feel you, man. That's what we're here to talk about um, now, Derek. Well, before we started recording, um, uh, Sean mentioned that one match in particular he had watched 
30 times, I believe he said. Um, so we know this is something he's been chucking in his uh, his hole of uh, sadness, uh, just like we all have. Um, tell me about um, how the IWTV thing is all worked out and how folks can watch uh, some of this stuff, because obviously they got a lot of time on their hand and all the UP shows are on IWTV, right? Yeah. Um, as of uh, maybe a month, month and a half ago, we've got the whole catalog on there now. So uh, go to independentwrestling.tv or iwtv.live and use promo code unsanctioned. You'll get five days for free. After that, it's 10 bucks a month. Uh, we got eight shows on there, so countless hours of stuff. Uh, Sean was talking about the street fight from uh, the last show, UP8, between Myron Reed and Trey Lamar, which was fucking bonkers. So. Um, if you're a fan of those guys as wrestlers, you know, you'll get what you expect, but you also get a lot of stuff you don't expect out of them. Bro. So, um, <laughs> trust me, like it's, it's worth going out of your way for, if you don't watch anything else in the catalog, go check that one out. Cause you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. That match. Um, I don't know if it's the best match that I've seen in unsanctioned pro, but it's one of the best matches I've seen. I saw last year. So was that last year? Or was no? I nope. guess that was this year. So nope. yeah, yeah. Well. Two, two weeks into the year, we yeah. said we were like, well. "All right, 2020, top of this." And guess what? <laughs> now it's harder because nobody's running shows. Well, <laughs> well then, I mean, that might be match of the year candidate. Although we don't do those lists on this show, you know. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I. You know, that match was so awesome. It gave me that feeling. Going back and watching it, I can kind of feel like that might make me feel sad and happy all at the same time. But that's kind of the feeling we're all having is this bitter sweetness. How are you dealing with all this, Derek? And tell me some more about what it's, you know, what some more stuff from a promoter's point of view of how this has all worked worked out for you. Well, from a promoter's point of view, it's got me trying to figure out what I can do and when I can do it. Uh, Cause right now my priority is at some point this summer, we're going to have shows within driving distance of Columbus. I'd say within 30 minutes, 40 minutes at most. Um, we're looking for places to hold outdoor shows during the hottest months. They'll probably be early afternoon, middle of the day shows. And that's frankly because with everything going on with this virus, that's apparently when it's going to be the most safe for people to do stuff. So um, be on the lookout for that. Obviously, we got to see how things pan out with the whole pandemic and the virus and people getting slowly back to normal, hopefully before the actual summer gets here. Um, personally, man, it's a lot of the same, really. I'm kind of a homebody anyways. I just don't have actual wrestling stuff to work on. Um, catching myself playing a lot of video games, um, watching a lot of stuff on Netflix, watching a lot of stuff on Hulu just kind of trying to pass the time uh, until we can get back to normal. Uh, I did, I made an impulse buy of a Nintendo 64 so that I could get all of the uh, wrestling games for it because for whatever reason, I thought that was going to help. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might be used for something else in the future, maybe, you know, so I mean, right? I mean, that that might be something that ends up getting used at a, at a future show. You never know. Yeah, definitely. I've actually, uh, oh man, now that you bring it up, let's go ahead and reminisce about other things that probably aren't going to be able to happen. <laughs> hey, man. Sean, what did you, uh, what was your reaction when you found out that there might be a camping show? Dude, he hit me up about it and he asked me if I was available for that date. And I was like, no, why? And yeah. he was like, he was like, well, this is what we're doing. And I was like, you suck. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's incredible, man. Like, it's, it's, it's such a cool concept, cool Dude, idea. I'm just going to lay it all out here. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Drew dropped it. The name's WrestleStock, which is something that had just come up in conversation before um, with some other people. So we were going to run with the WrestleStock name. We were going to have, like, a cool hippie graphic on a T-shirt. Yeah. Um, Dude, the plan honestly was going to be like a late afternoon uh, tailgate thing. So like people show up at four o'clock. We were going to have the wrestling ring in the middle of a campsite. So uh. like 
the ring would have been in the middle, and then there's a circle of 30 campsites around it. They had a place with showers and all this stuff. It was going to be like the show would have been in the evening, but before that, we basically would have had like a tailgate, like people already do at the shows. Dude, we were going to have a Nintendo 64. We were going to have like a. It was going to be on a freaking campground. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. We were going to have a No Mercy (laughs) tournament. We were going to have karaoke after the show. Yes. Like, it was going to be insane. (laughs) And like. We can still make it happen. It's not too late. <laughs> nah, man. We'll see. I mean, oh, I mean we'll it's see. Just... Man, I'm not. I'm not pulling the plug yet. Like, I really want this to go down, but they're saying that the the whole virus thing is looking to peak in the middle of May. We were scheduled for two weeks after that, so I don't think that's going to happen. I don't want this statement to be anything, and I don't want any statement that's made on this podcast to. Uh, be anything that someone takes as a political statement because it certainly is not. But my feeling is is that yeah, we're gonna have like the whole spring and half the summer still dealing with this. I think there's no doubt about that, and I hope that's not true, but I think it is. So you know, right. one of the things that I love about Derek, and you know, sometimes I get to see some of the inside stuff that he's working on and whatnot, is that you like to plan things. You know, um, there's some promotions who all this happened to them and they're like, well, shit, we're fucked. I don't know what we're going to do. We're probably just going to close down forever, um, you know, and they're going to jump out of a window or something. And you seem very calm about all this. And you kind of, yes, it fucking sucks. It's terrible. But the business isn't going to fail. It's not the end of the world. And you've kind of taken this in stride. But that's because you had 50 things planned already, right? Yeah, I mean... I would rather be meticulously planned out and then have too much going on, i.e. every single day of show while we're setting up, um, <laughs> or rather than just show up and kind of be like, all right, uh, here's what we're doing today. Um, it's a bummer, man, like you said, because because I do go through and plan everything out. Um, just I was just thinking about like our core fan base and the people that would have gone to the camping show. And the memories it would have made for people, but mm-hmm. not only the fans, but the wrestlers, the referees, you know, anybody who's just there hanging out because, yeah, it would have been like family. Yeah. 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 Dude. Well, that's it. But 2021, I'm, I'm telling yeah, you, I mean, it it's going to happen. Year. Yeah, it's going to happen eventually. It's just, you know, obviously we'll see when it does. But and don't you steal know, my shit. <laughs> yeah, get your shit up. Um, but, uh, but anyway, one of the things I love about Unsanctioned Pro is that I, I remember when I first went to Rockstar Pro, and I, I the 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 wrestlers were like walking around through the crowd after the show, talking to people, and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I didn't realize that those relationships even existed. And then, you know, one of the things I love about Unsanctioned Pro is that it more than other places it breaks down that barrier between the wrestlers and the uh, you know fans quite literally by not having a barrier. And also because a good chunk of your fan base has relationships with these wrestlers already. And so having that kind of campground type situation would have broken down that barrier even more. And like you said, the relationships and the fun that would have come out of that or can still come out of that was something that would be pretty special. I, I love this idea and I hope we can get it taken care of at some point, you know, it'll happen, man. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, well, Sean, you know, your perspective is a little different because you're a referee, but you still work just as much as like most of the wrestlers. How many shows do you normally do a week? Is it three or four? How many? Uh, there are some weekends where it, well, cause you know, you got to think I have every Thursday, um, uh, some, t- most Sundays I have something because whether it be Grindhouse, uh, the you know the the school here um, locally at the arena, um, Grindhouse they have a student show that runs twice a week. Um, yeah, twice every other week. Sorry, and um, uh, and then also Glory Pro they run on certain Sundays. Um, so between those two, um, you know I, I typically always have something on Sunday. Um, and then also whether it be some kind of, you know, Saturday show, whether it be black label, um, you know, unsanctioned, uh, just, you know, different stuff. Um, 
uh, on Saturday, Friday. I typically try to keep it somewhat local because I work and it's hard for me to get off. So, but yeah, between all that, man, like I literally plan my calendar out to keep it myself busy uh, Thursday through Sunday. So, um, so yeah, most weekends I am booked Thursday through Sunday. So, well, if we uh, can find a silver lining here, has this additional time that you've now been given you know if we can look at it that way uh-huh. has this helped you in any way shape or form i mean have you been able to kind of work on any personal projects that you didn't have time before for before well um not necessarily personal projects um one thing that has definitely helped me do is um you know that I, I got to a certain point actually right before all this happened coincidentally um, where I was starting to feel kind of burnt out. Um, I had uh, a moment, I guess you could say, on a show, a pretty high-profile show that I don't really want to talk about. But uh, And, um, you know, it was what it was, and it just kind of made me really doubt myself and uh, question myself. And then um, literally the next day, like, you know, I guess this is kind of a, uh, like a, a, some kind of positive message. Literally the next day, I had an incredible show, um, and... Had a blast, had people telling me that they were glad that I was their ref and, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Um, And like, so, you know, that whole weekend had happened and I was just like kind of shooken up a little bit about it. Um, And then it wasn't two weeks, maybe three weeks later, all this happened. And um, and so if anything, it just really made me a fan all over again um, because I've been able to go back and watch so much uh, i've been able to get caught up on a lot of stuff that i wasn't able to you know watch um i've went back and watched yo um i forgot to mention it a second ago when i was i mentioned high spots i would be so remiss if i did not mention how godsend iwtv is <laughs> because there is so much yo you remember whenever people was talking about the WWE network and how it's so crucial if you're a wrestling fan and how you have to have it and blah 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 and us same way with IWTV, man. There is so much good stuff, and I'm not getting paid for this plug, but there is so much good stuff on IWTV um, that I've went back and I've been watching, um, like old, even old IWA stuff. You know, like you're just like, holy crap, like that match happened. Um, so, and also too, um, another cheap plug for IWA Mid South, my home. Um, they on their YouTube, they actually have like a ton of like classic matches of different people that have, uh, you know, guys that are in WWE now, guys that are in... Um, oh, I remember that match that I was trying to think of. Uh, for instance, I went on a, a Nate Webb... Um, uh, I went on a Nate Webb... Uh, uh, what's the word for it? Uh, Rabbit deep, hole. Uh, Rabbit hole. There we go. Thank you, Drew. And, um, and I, I had watched a match between Nate Webb and Matt Cross... I also watched a match between Nate Webb and Kevin Steen, also now known as Kevin Owens. And both those matches were so good. Both of them are free on YouTube. Um, like, so if anything, like I've really appreciated uh, and, and became like either fans of my friends or like some of my friends I've became even bigger fans of. You know what I mean? Um, like, for instance, Calvin Tankman. Uh, I was I was fortunate to start to get to work with Calvin again um, a lot, you know, back in the day, back, you know, in, in the Memphis days, I was working with him every week um, and I hadn't really got to see him here recently. Paradigm had brought him in um, a couple times here recently and stuff. But, dude, like I've went back and watched his matches from Bizarro Lucha. <laughs> I went back and watched his matches from a couple other places. And like, God, Calvin is the man. Like, he's top top level, you know. Dude, he's you know like, I mean? like he's so good. <laughs> Go ahead. What were you gonna say, Derek? I was gonna say him versus Mercer yesterday was gonna be so good. Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> That's another person that was debuting that was just gonna blow the fucking roof off of it. Everybody in the crowd would have lost their mind when he um, Mercer. Like, uh, not to toot my own horn or anything, but I actually ref that match before at one yeah, point in my life. That match so. happened. They feuded for a while at, at yeah. the IWA, actually, but that was oh, years I know. ago. 
I know what I'm doing, man. I know what I'm doing. I know you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, I've loved to watch. I mean, Tankman's one of those guys that when I see him on the card, you know, obviously I'm happy to see him. And, and I don't know if you guys have uh, been listening or whatever. I'm sure you have. But, you know, one of the fun things of, of this past year for me has been having somebody different in the car that hasn't seen a lot of these people. So I've been bringing John to some of these shows. He didn't know who Tankman was before he went to Emerge. And now it's like one of his favorite dudes. So I get to kind of like see all these Indiana people through fresher eyes. And it's been a lot of fun, um, you know. But, yeah, that was something that was going to be really exciting is seeing uh, Tankman at Unsanctioned Pro. My God. Derek, why? Why is uh, well, hold on, Drew, sorry to, sorry to cut you off. You brought up John. Uh, can I just say how how sweet of a moment it was that he was able to interview Braden? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was I, cool for him. I've been working on I, that, I that you know, cool. trying to get him to do that for about six months, maybe a little longer, you know? So I'm well, hoping. Hey, you know what? If he's what? listening to this, John, do more interviews, dude. You did fine. Yeah, he did, he did a great, great job. Yeah, he, he did a great job. Yeah. I, that's if it I, took you six months to talk him into doing it, like he needs to do it. Like I agree. I agree. I, you know, I think it went really well and I hope that he does more of them. And it's, you know, it's nice too, because it, a lot of times those relationships and everything kind of all falls on me to keep up with all that. And there's only so much of me to go around. So it kind of makes Fair it enough. tough. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate him stepping up and doing that because man, and it was a good interview and, I think he got some good shit out of Braden that I wouldn't have got out of him. So I really liked it, you know? Definitely. For sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, okay, I can't remember where we were. That never happens to me. But how about this? Thanks, um, John. But we were talking about, about Tankman. We, yeah. we were talking yes. about Tankman. Yes, right. uh, before that, I was talking about being uh, being a huge fan of my friends and, uh, and how, um, like, if anything, I've learned to appreciate what I have and what I do and who I work with and all that. If, if anything, that's the lesson that I've been able to grasp out of this. That, that's where we were. Back to the root. Sure. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to jump around a little bit here because I want to talk to Derek about wh- how, okay. So you've mentioned maybe doing some kind of like little pop-up shows this summer. How, what, how do you envision this? What is the logistics behind this and how would this all work? Um, not necessarily going to try to enforce social distancing, um, but one of the main plans is going to be that they're going to be uh, shorter events. Um, main reason for that is we can keep the tickets cheaper. By doing that, we're going to move to basically standing room only. If you want to bring a chair, bring a chair. Just be, right. con- you know, be conscious of other people. Maybe we'll designate like two sides of the ring where you can definitely set up some rows of chairs and let people stand close to the ring on the other ones. Um, but maybe shorter shows cheaper tickets they're outdoors it's hot we're going to try to be at places where you can get food and beverage obviously have water so everybody can keep cool um basically the point is i want to get people together to enjoy wrestling while we can because with everything going on we don't know how many more opportunities we're going to have to do that for a little while how important is it to keep your product from getting cold too like are you worried about that i am um one thing that I'll say works in our favor is that we're already um, a company that will run, you know, if we, we aim for every other month at this point, but maybe sometimes it's like two months between shows. A lot of it just comes down to venue scheduling um, and being able to get the key people that we want to be there. Cause like, you know, for example, we've basically had the same refs from UP nine all the way, all the way through UP eight. Sean was going to potentially miss the camping show, but that's the first time it happened. And part of the reason is we try to make sure we get everything we want. So since we already do that and people aren't used to seeing us every week or every month or every other week, it's kind of just like, Oh, this sucks. It's a little bit longer until it's on sanctioned pro day again. So, um, I definitely feel for companies that are more regular running in this situation. Do you worry? Do you think that's something that uh, that anybody needs to worry about, Sean? Or do you think that when wrestling comes back, fans and everyone alike is just going to be so thankful that that they just don't give a fuck whether a product's cold or not, and everybody's just going to go to the shows? Uh, you know, that's that's obviously the hope. Um, uh, it's as I mean, to be completely honest with you, man, it's it's completely 
it's so unpredictable. Like you, you really have no clue. Yeah. Um, but like, um, uh, shoot, I had a thought and I completely just lost it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's definitely the hope. Um, you know, I like, I, I just can't wait to get back to going to shows to be completely honest with you. Um, uh, oh yeah. Um, uh-oh. Yeah, are you, are you still there, Sean? What, what's going on I'm over here. there? I don't know. I just completely blanked. I uh, see that. Blue okay. screen. Yeah. All right. Uh, to answer your question, obviously, yeah. Obviously, the hope is that people are going to come back out and, and not care about the whole entire uh, virus and 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 are going to want to gather in groups and different stuff, man. Um, I, know that, I, I know that people miss the hell out of wrestling because um, that's another thing that I've been doing here recently to try and, I guess, you know, uh, get my rocks or I guess feed my addiction the other day, uh, you know, IWTV streams shows what every other hour right now, um, during this whole entire thing. And, uh, they streamed a IWA mid South show that, um, I happened to be Iron Man refing. And so I was like, you know what? Screw it. I've never done it before, but I'm going to live tweet during this show. <laughs> so, and, uh, and I did that and, you know, it was, it was crazy. Like kind of the, I guess the um, the response, like just people that were paying attention to what I was tweeting and also watching too. So um, I hope that, you know, people will come back in flocks. I know that I've also talked to people and their whole opinion of this whole empty arena watching wrestling with no people is just weird to them as fans. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, that's the hope. Derek, we'll you got some thoughts on that? Um, <laughs> man, Sean, are we Maybe. just like taking turns blue screening? I think I think we ought to just have John do all the inter- interviews from now on. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> nah, Drew, I, I love nah, I love Drew interviews. I, I love Drew interviews. Nah, that nah, it's really like to be honest, it's, it's a hard question to answer. You know what yeah. I mean? Just because like I'm, I'm like sitting here silently trying to think of an answer before you ask me and then you ask me and I'm still like it's, it's like man like like I hope I pray to like whatever higher power is you know whatever you believe in like please like fans come back out and like drove. Yeah well here's the like, thing right and, and like and not only that but goes, like yeah. go ahead my bad sorry okay. go ahead Dave. What I was going to say is like from the perspective of somebody putting on a show and having conversations with all of the wrestlers, these comeback shows are going to be crazy. Like everybody really wants to wrestle. So, yeah. yeah, you know, from that perspective, I think the fans know it, but I also think that there are going to be fans that are weary and they're not going to be sure if they, they feel comfortable going in public. So at, at the same time, I'll say this, when all these companies start putting shows on again, if you are comfortable going, go. Even if that means you pay for a GA ticket and you stand six feet away from people, go support this. Mm-hmm. Um, because everybody involved is going to want to put on the best show possible, and they can't do it if people don't go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, we all miss it. So I, I know I can't wait to get in the ring again. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the last show that I did, like I said, was was – Battle Brides, I think, was the last thing that I did. And that was not last weekend, but the weekend before that. Uh, and literally the only uh, dude, I was able to get in the ring and do some stuff that the week after. And then uh, this past Tuesday was the first Tuesday ever that Mouse didn't have um, the open ring whole deal. Um and oh no see i'm gonna have to tweet him about that man dude like and it's just like man like even that was just like i I don't know what to do on tuesday like (laughs) so uh, according to mouse's twitter account it doesn't even matter because people don't show up most tuesdays anyways but hey (laughs) facts (laughs) (laughs) and what's funny is that i'm just a human retweet i have no opinion on the matter he'll tweet pictures and he'll tweet like, you know, stuff about who showed up and different stuff and di- and say things. And, and he'll never include me. And I'm always sitting right next to him. And I'm like, <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> he hates, he hates so, Sean. He goes, Sean, I'm like, I'm like, mouse, how come you know, you don't ever tag me in these posts. Like, I'm always giving him crap about it or whatever. He's like, Sean, you don't matter. I was like, fair. That's I, fair. Dude, 
That's you fair. do matter, Sean. You do matter. He's got a big head. He thinks, you know, because he matters so much, he thinks that nobody else does. Unbelievable. Run so If anything, Mouse is going to be the biggest heel coming out of this shit. <laughs> I promise you that. That's my campaign. <laughs> well, okay, so Sean, you lost all your all your uh, WrestleMania bookings and everything. Do you think that WWE should have just postponed WrestleMania, or are you looking forward to whatever we're about to get here in a week? Uh, I, I mean that's also you know, that, that's another tough question to answer. Um. Just because, like, you know, the, I, I feel like the way that they look at it, it um, AEW and WWE both, is they are doing a service and, you know, to, to keep going and, you know, like, to that, that you know, um, everything is still going okay and, like, whatever the message is and blah, blah, blah. But, like, to me, the whole, to me personally, uh, the empty, like I was saying a little bit ago, the whole empty arena thing is depressing. I can't watch it anymore. Like, I, I tried to watch Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, AEW, and all that because, like, whenever it first started doing these empty arena shows, because of the whole, like, this is history. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a nostalgic kind of guy anyway. So, like, I kind of wanted to, like, just be like, I wanted to watch this. And so, but the more, like, as I was trying to, to keep up with it and watch it, you know, week by week, it's just like, I, I can't, like... It sucks. Like, um, I'll still try to catch AEW because, dude, like, it, it's it's so crazy watching AEW and like just I, I don't know maybe maybe just because I'm an uh, you know an indie guy or whatever and I've been on the indies for you know and I've been doing what I've been doing on the indies for as long as I've been doing it or whatever and um, but like watching AEW over WWE and these empty arena shows is like night and day, dude. It's ridiculous. Like so um but that's a whole nother side note. Um Okay, so so hang on a second. Should the should they have gone ahead or are they you know, is there making the right decision by going ahead and doing WrestleMania or should they have postponed it? Uh, I, 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 yeah. Uh, uh all right, Derek. What do you think? No, hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Here's my <laughs> right here. To keep up with the storyline, I would say go ahead and go with WrestleMania. You know what I'm saying? If that if that's what they're doing, if they want to be like, hey, we're persevering through this, go ahead and go go on with WrestleMania with the MP Arena. And and how I like how they've made it a bigger deal by making it two nights. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because WrestleMania is a huge freaking deal. You know what I'm saying? Um, but like. I just I I'm I'm, I am tired of the I'm tired of all the BS anyway. Like I'm just tired of all this crap. But like the the empty arena stuff, I can't watch anymore. I'll probably watch, but it's it's just hard for me to watch. You know what I mean? All right, Derek, can you give me a more definitive answer than that, please? (laughs) I don't think that it was a very smart move. Um, I think that they probably should have postponed it. I understand wanting to continue to provide what they said they would when they said they would and having ongoing TV. I mean, AEW's in that same position, like you mentioned. So I understand why both companies are continuing, but I think it's kind of a disservice to WrestleMania as a whole to not happen in front of 60,000 people <laughs> and it happened in an empty arena. Right. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it is but the day and age that we're living in. It is the day and age we're living in where everything's digital and as a product, there's no better time than now to make sure you've still got fresh product coming out because a lot of these other shows, like, think about this. TV shows are recorded, right? Months in advance and edited months in advance. Are we going to run into a point with, like, network television where there's no new TV for a while because you haven't filmed months? And if so, that would make a lot more eyes go to WWE or AEW because people are going to be bored sitting at home on quarantine. Right. So, I mean, it, it's it's a two-sided coin. I get it, they, but I don't like it, I guess. What, what if they did this, okay? 
what if this wasn't WrestleMania? What if they instead they just had a different show and they called this the, you know, coronavirus special or something and they raised money to donate to folks that are, you know, affected by this and they just did kind of like a house show type situation and and that's only what they for did. performers that agreed to it because they're comfortable Correct. with it because it yeah. sounds like everybody at WWE is dragging their feet because nobody wants to do it. Yeah, well, apparently, apparently are pulling out left and right. Staff I think it's all, staying yeah. home. Like, well, I think it's already taped. I think everything's taped already. So right. it's either that or it's they're finishing up tomorrow or something. But uh, Wait, like WrestleMania's already taped. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude, they've taped lots uh, of TV already. Man. That yeah. supposedly they did a bunch of different finishes and different matches and stuff just to kind of confuse anyone who might leak stuff. So that way they can just finish it all in the editing process. So it, I mean, it's going to be goofy and it's not going to be uh, anything like real, WrestleMania. Man, so, that's I mean, real weird. There's going to yeah. be like actual, like I know they edit the shows, but like as far as like live TV, the fact that they're going to be putting out a heavily edited product is also kind of odd. Right. Even, even the shows they uh. tape, are usually live to tape. Like, you know, if you go to an NXT taping, it's three hours and 40 minutes, you know, yeah. because that's how long it would take with commercials, basically. So, you know, uh, they pretty much try to, you know, do everything live to tape if at all possible. So, you know, it will, it is going to look weird. And having known that information, it's probably going to look even weirder now. So I'm sorry if I ruined that for anybody, but um, I just, no, well, no. I, I, I knew that it was, I knew that it was being pre-taped. I knew that, but I didn't realize that they were taping it this early because, of course, you know, stuff is going to come out. Dirt sheets are going to do what they do. Like, and so that that's why I'm just kind of like, uh, that's what's going to ruin WrestleMania for me. You know what I mean? Not the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, no. Not the pandemic. No. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Thanks, Sorry. <laughs> Time out. Rewind. So besides the fact that, obviously, we're in the times that we're in, and what has already ruined WrestleMania, that's what's going to ruin the feeling of WrestleMania for me, is people being like, oh, this has already happened, this has already happened before I've seen it. You know what I mean? And that's going to... Uh, uh. Yeah, I, I think they should have postponed actual WrestleMania, you know, combined it and made it like Summer summer Mania or something like that. And right. that way you could just have one giant show with two nights, um, you know, later on in the summer when it's safe for everybody. And uh, this monstrosity that's going to show up is, is going to be terrible. But, you know, who knows? There might be some good matches. It's just really hard to tell if a match is good if there's no reaction from anybody, you know? Um, I, I've been to many shows, as you guys know, and I've seen matches that if you saw them with no sound, you'd be like, oh, well, this was okay. But because the crowd was going nuts for it, it's like you know, it, it turns into a Meltzer five-star jizz fest match because of yeah. that, you know? And so it really makes a big difference in not having a crowd at all. I mean, I don't know. I wish... Well, uh, Drew, to, not, sorry to cut you off, but uh, also, like, you say that, and, like, uh, remember, we've been in, in, in shows with crowds of, of 30 people going wild, losing their shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, like, and it added to the match and it helped with the match because even though it was 30 people and you, you know, you wouldn't think that 30 people could be that loud, but they can. And like that, I think that's why I kind of uh, have enjoyed watching AEW because the boys will actually be out there watching the matches and, and cheering and stuff. And you can hear yes. them and you can hear them. You know what I mean? Yeah, WWE sure. doesn't, doesn't do that. And, and that kind of sucks. You know what I'm saying? So the one thing, go ahead, sorry. Go ahead, Derek. You're good. I was going to say that's the one thing I didn't bring up is is also, as he mentioned when we were discussing, you know, should they run or not, um, what AEW's done is really good. Like, it's really cool. Having the wrestlers out there and, like, showing them, uh, you know, betting on the matches and interacting yeah. with each other. Like, that's a really good element, frankly. And they it could keep doing that if they needed to, and it would still be good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's almost as if they're using every opportunity to develop their character so that people are more emotionally invested in them. You know, wow. I don't I don't. <laughs> oh, my I don't, God. I don't like it. You know, it doesn't seem like a, a sustainable uh, thing to me. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, they've learned a lot. And the one thing about AEW is that they are new so they can be more flexible. You know, as we know, that's a big problem with WWE and 
it's, you know, and I mean, everyone said it a million times, but it bears repeating is that it's not a flexible company. They do things one man's way and that's the way that they're going to be done, you know, and which is fine. And that's the way it's supposed to be. However, you know, when you can't, you can't do any kind of, you can't become flexible. This is the kind of time of, of everyone's life when we all need to be flexible because the world right. is changing every single second. And if we're not going to be flexible, we're going to just get be left in the dust, you know? So, yeah. um, that's pretty smart. Well, uh, all right. Well, we've, we've, uh, jawed on here for an hour here, which is pretty good. I'm, I'm happy about that. Sean, how are you going to deal with all this uh, coming up? And, and if you could have one coronavirus wish, what would it be? Uh, for it to be over. <laughs> um, that's my wish. Uh, as far as dealing with it, uh, I'm day by day, man. Like, I mean, that's how I've, I've always lived my life. It's just, you know, living day by day. But at the same time, like with this whole entire, you know, ordeal, I've literally just been kind of taking it day by day. And, uh, like even whenever, cause when, when Indiana had talked about, you know, shutting down and all that, blah, 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 whatever. Um, my work, you know, we had a moment where at the beginning of the day, they were like, are we going to have to shut down? And somehow they, I don't know if they found a loophole or whatever, you know, you want to call it, but they were able to stay open. So, um, but yeah, so, uh, but I'm just literally taking it day by day, figuring out ways to, um, still, uh, keep my name out there. (laughs) So whenever this all comes back, people can think of me to book me. <laughs> uh, so that's why that, that was part of the reason why, I, you know, a lot tweeted the other day during the whole, um, uh, uh, IWA thing on IWTV. Um, so where can course, folks, where can folks find those tweets? Uh, it's at official SPO five Oh two, uh, is what my Twitter page is. Um, and then of course I'm on Facebook, Sean Patrick O'Brien, all that good stuff. So, but, uh, and then also, you know, just watching more wrestling and diving, deep diving and studying more wrestling. Uh, that's what I'm doing to deal, I guess, until this crap is over with. Derek, if you had one coronavirus wish, what would it be? And, and what other messages do you have for the listeners out there? Now by coronavirus wish, are you, am I allowed to like pick a person and say you? No, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, jeez. You've been talking that one. Holy crap. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't have that much anger towards anybody to actually wish that on them. Um, well, okay, anyways. Um, I would say, yeah, like Sean said, for it to be over. That'd be nice. Um, just want to get back to what we're supposed to be doing here and uh, putting on shows with great talent that'll – you know, some go on to do other things uh, or, you know, get the fans together and everybody have a good time. It, that's really what I want. Um, outside of that, I am just going to hang out at the house and play video games. If you have Xbox, you want to play Grand Theft Auto, hit me up. Um, we're going to be throwing some merch on the web store, including the uh, we've already got the posters up there. Um for the show that was supposed to happen that didn't obviously we can't <laughs> offer those autographed anymore because uh, the event didn't actually happen but it's some pretty cool artwork uh so if you have any interest in a cool poster um go hit up our web stop uh, web store you can go to 614wrestling.com that'll have links to all of our uh, social media it's at unsanctioned pro on pretty much everything facebook instagram and twitter um and just be smart be safe uh and see you guys at the show soon All right. Well, hope you guys can bear with me here. I have a little soliloquy to do here at the end. Um, Have you guys ever seen the movie Parenthood? Are you guys familiar with that movie at all? Uh, I believe so. Who's in that? Steve Martin. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Derek, you ever heard of that movie? Yeah. Okay. So, like, at the very end, there's this crazy old lady that she's the grandma, and she says crazy things the whole movie, and no one really pays much attention to her. And, um, you know, but she tells Steve Martin the story. Steve Martin is uh, having problems in his life. There's all kinds of crazy shit going on, you know, in his family, and he's having to figure out ways to deal with it all. And 
this old lady sits him down and he's freaking out and she says, listen, she said, when I was a kid, all of the kids, they all wanted to ride the merry-go-round because it's just, you know, I mean, they, they like the merry-go-round. She said, but I didn't. I like the roller coaster. The merry-go-round just goes round and round and the roller coaster has its ups and downs. And at the end of the movie, there's this complete chaos scene where all kinds of shit's going down and Steve Martin is losing his cool and he's about to lose his mind, but he just hears a roller coaster all of a sudden. And he starts to realize that, oh, this is what I want. This is what I signed up for. You know, this is what life's all about. Uh-huh. And this whole thing has forced us all to get on the merry-go-round. We were all on the roller coaster, you know, and we were loving it. You know, pro wrestling was going great. There were ups, there were downs. I know Derek and you in particular have a, a very roller coaster relationship with uh, running shows and all that stuff. And that's just <laughs> part of it, right? Understatement um, of the century. Right. So, um, but I hope we can all realize that right now we're on the, we're on the merry-go-round and, you know, we've all been forced here, but as soon as we're available and we're able to, we can get back on that roller coaster. And that's what I hope for everybody out there. Um, and the next time that things are bad, you know, and I don't mean there's some crazy coronavirus, I mean, you stub your toe or, you know, um, you run out of gas or whatever stupid life thing is happening, then instead of starting to, you know, uh, get frustrated with your life and start to curse the heavens, you'll hear the roller coaster instead, you know? So that's kind of what I'm hoping for everybody right. out there. I hope that came across as well as I hope it would. Um, but, uh, I, I love you guys. I'm so thankful for the relationships in pro wrestling and I hope you guys stay safe and everything. Um, you know, Sean, do you have anything else you want to add or anything else you want to throw out there to the listeners? Uh, nah, man. Uh, I love you too, bro. Uh, I miss both you guys so much. Uh, man, like I almost had a tear up moment. Uh, Stepsil Sarah was on her Instagram live a couple of days ago and I hopped on and she was like, I miss you so much, Sean. <laughs> like it was like tearing up and shit. And I was like, man, like, God damn it. Like, it's just crazy. Some of the relationships that we've made through this crazy world. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I miss the shit out of both you guys. So. I hope I see you soon. Derek, any closing thoughts before we wrap this thing up? I love you guys too, man. Uh, it, it's, it sucks that this has to be the podcast we're doing. Um, right. Like I said, just I hope everybody stays safe. And um, congratulations, man, because your little soliloquy from the movie, uh, you just named a future show. We'll talk about that later. outstanding well i I, you know like i said we love you the listeners too out there and we hope everybody else can get back on the roller coaster soon like i was talking about um you know for me uh my guest uh sean uh, o'brien and uh, Derek from unsanctioned pro thank you guys so much for listening